Can the Hoosiers keep it close against the Nittany Lions and Happy Valley this weekend? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It is the Locked on Hoosiers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you being here and making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Well, Indiana on the road at Penn State in Happy Valley for an 11 a.m. kickoff in football this weekend. How can Indiana keep it close? Because let's be real. How many people are really picking Indiana to win this football game? And while we may not have the most confidence in Indiana to win, it doesn't mean that they can't. And it also doesn't mean that they can't keep this game a little close. And so I want to break it down for you a little bit, tell you about this Penn State team and what Indiana should expect. Um, Looking at Penn State, 6-1 and overall this season. Of course, their only loss is to Ohio State, where uh, the offense got shut down uh, against the Buckeyes. Defense has been really good for Penn State so far this year. And even in that Ohio State game, uh, the Nittany Lions played good defense. They held Ohio State to 20 total points. So Indiana has an opportunity here to keep it close. And we all know what the spread is. We've all seen the betting lines. Uh, I think it's even gone up. I think we're looking at uh, 32 points in the favor of Penn State this weekend. And according to ESPN's matchup predictor, 98.2% chance that Penn State wins this football game. Given what we've seen from Penn State being 6-1 and 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 3-1 in conference play, compared to Indiana, who's 2-5, and 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 0-4 in conference play, you understand why the line is what it is. The offense before the Ohio State game, they were rolling. I mean, they were playing really well, scoring a bunch of points. You look at it, 38 in their opener, 63, 30, 31 against Iowa, 41 against Northwestern, uh, 63 against UMass, and then they had the 12-point disappointment against Ohio State. So this Penn State offense may be looking to get back on a, on a, in a rhythm, if you will, this weekend. Um 240 total yards and 12 points in that Ohio State game. That's not what Penn State wants to do. And they're going to use quarterback Drew Aller, who was 18 of 42 in that Ohio State game for just 191 total yards. But on the season, here's the thing that sticks out to me, Hoosier fans. Drew Aller, the starting Penn State quarterback, who I think may be one of the best quarterbacks they've had in a while, and they've had some good ones come through Penn State over the years. Here's the stat that sticks out to me. Are you ready for this? He has 13 total touchdowns and zero interceptions. Let me say that again. 13 total touchdowns, 
over 1,400 yards through the air and is yet to throw an interception. You want to talk about a key to the game in a way that Indiana can keep this thing close? Force a couple of turnovers. Get quarterback Drew Aller for Penn State. Get him a little uncomfortable, if you will. He hasn't turned the ball over yet this year through the air. How do we know how he's going to respond? We don't. We don't know how he's going to respond. And that's the way I think Indiana can keep it close this weekend. Defensively, this is where Indiana's going to have a problem because Penn State this year has yet to give up more than 20 points, including against Ohio State, who scored 20 at home in that top 10 showdown. They scored 20, and that's been the most anybody has scored against this Penn State defense. And unfortunately, we know uh, that Indiana offensively is sort of a struggle bus right now, and they're looking for ways to get some more momentum on that side of the football. And you're not going to have a whole lot of confidence going up against the Penn State defense that has two shutouts on the year. But I think Indiana can hang around. Penn State favored by a lot. It's an 11 a.m. kick. And Michigan is coming up on the schedule for Penn State. They play Indiana this weekend, Maryland on the road next weekend, and then they get Michigan at home. And so maybe Indiana can get lucky and Penn State kind of have a look-ahead game here with Maryland on the road next week, who is 5-2 at the time of this, and then Michigan just a couple of weeks away. Maybe Indiana can try to catch them off guard a little bit. And looking at some of the standings in the Big Ten and kind of where both of these teams sit, Penn State third in the Big Ten East and Indiana sixth. And while this would ultimately put Penn State out of any more Big Ten contention, uh, playoff contention, because believe it or not, Penn State is still there. They're still in it, uh, especially if they can beat Michigan coming up in a couple of weeks and then Michigan were to turn around and beat Ohio State. Then you've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the Big Ten East um, in one of the final times that we're going to see these conference divisions and this conference. So it could get kind of nasty down the stretch. And Indiana, if they find a way to not only cover a 32-point spread, but find a way to go on the road and win, they could really throw a wrench in everything in the Big Ten Conference standings. But here's something Penn State offensively uh, that they have and do really, really well. I talked about Drew Aller and how he's yet to throw an interception but their running back room is really, really good. You have Singleton, who is averaging over four yards a carry with six touchdowns on the ground. You have Allen, who is averaging four and a half yards per carry and has three touchdowns. And then Trey Potts, who's averaging over five yards per carry and has two touchdowns. And Penn State's willing to put in the backup quarterback, who will run around a little bit as well. He's got 34 carries for 225 yards and three total touchdowns. Penn State wants to run the football, and they're going to throw it when they have to. Indiana's going to have to find a way to load the box. They're going to have to find a way to get the quarterback, Aller, uncomfortable and get the offense off the field. And I've talked about how Indiana has to run the football. That's how I think they can win this game, or at least keep it close. Run the ball. Your best defense in this game for Indiana 
may just be your offense. If you can run the ball, establish some drives, right? Avoid those three and outs like we've seen in the past for this Indiana team on offense. Get the ball on the ground. Get it to Lucas. Get it to Turner. Get it in the hands of your playmakers and the guys that you trust. Now, we saw against Rutgers that Indiana threw the ball a lot, especially early. They threw it, I think, seven times on that first drive out of the nine total plays. We know Indiana wants to throw the ball, and they have total confidence in what they've seen from Brendan Soresby. I'm saying it's on the road. You can establish the running game early, and that's how you can kind of get comfortable playing these games on the road, especially in Happy Valley, one of the toughest places to play in all of college football. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Indiana, if they play perfect football, they're going to try and and not just cover a 32-point spread, but try to win this thing outright. They certainly can keep it close, and I think they do. I think Indiana will cover a 32-point spread because they now have a little bit of a recipe on how to stop Penn State offensively. Does Indiana have the guys compared to Ohio State? No, of course not. But I think Indiana can keep it close. I want to see some competitiveness. I think if you can keep it close, force some turnovers, I'm going to take Indiana to cover. I do think Penn State wins. I think they probably win pretty easily. Uh, But 32 points is a lot to cover in a conference game. So I think Indiana, if they play their brand of football, I think Indiana can at least keep it close and try to get out of here. Hopefully you stay healthy and you look forward to next week. Well, speaking of college football and Indiana's upcoming schedule, five games left on this schedule. I'm going to rank them based off of importance and winnability, and we will see uh, how I rank those and in looking ahead for this Indiana football team and, again, ranking these remaining five games based off of importance and winnability for the Hoosiers. But first, want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season, continuing the college season. I've already told you that I think Indiana covers that 32 points. Hop on FanDuel. If you're riding with me, let me know. Let's ride this thing together and see if it works. Or maybe you see another spread that you like in college football. Hop on FanDuel this weekend. $200 and bonus bets guaranteed win or lose. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is a, a fantastic uh, a partner of ours and a really, really fun site um, and, and something that you have to get into your normal rotation. Um, it is, uh, you, look, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event, okay? 
Super easy. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Whether you're trying to see something uh, there in Bloomington or in Indianapolis or wherever you are, game time is the place to go with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Um, here's the thing I like about game time. It can be last minute day of a couple of hours before your event and game time always has tickets available. They show you your price. You can see your view from your seat. Game time is where you want to be and what you want to use. They've got random deals like flash deals, uh, certain deals, depending on where you sit in the venue. It's really, really great. And, and again, my favorite part of it is being able to see your view from your seat with their VR technology. I don't know how they do it, but they do a great job. You can literally click on your seat and have a 360 view on what your seat's going to be like before you buy it. That is how game time works. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Seeing your, v your view from your seat before you buy all in prices show you your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without those hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, Indiana football has five games coming up, and if you're looking to get kind of caught up on some of these games, be sure you check out on our college football live show here on Locked On as they're kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Uh, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications with the rankings coming out just next week, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable Locked On College host covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You don't want to miss it. And as I said Indiana with five games remaining on the schedule uh, for 2023. And I want to rank those games coming up. And I want to rank them based off of uh, two criteria. I want to rank them based off of importance. And I want to rank them based off of winnability. And I think those two go hand in hand. Um, because we all know that Indiana... They're struggling to get some wins, and they need some wins coming down the stretch. Luckily for the Hoosiers, I think they have a couple of games that give them that opportunity. I really, really do. And the schedule up to this point has not been the easiest. You opened up with Ohio State. You've already had to play Michigan, and you're about to play Penn State. That's not a tough stretch. Or excuse me, that's not an easy stretch for any team in college football having to play the three best teams in the Big Ten, and two of those, possibly three, are threatening to be in the college football playoff. So Indiana's gone through their toughest stretch, and they're going to wrap that up this weekend with Penn State. 
Here's how I rank the final five games for Indiana based off of importance and based off of winnability. Looking at the schedule, um, I'm going to start from the bottom up, okay? And by the bottom, I mean it's the least important and it's also probably your least best chance to win, and that is the Penn State game this weekend. And I'm not saying the game itself is not important. I'm just saying when you're comparing these two teams and comparing the talent levels, you just kind of be, you got to be honest here and you got to be real. And again, I think Indiana competes and covers the 32 point spread, but until I see it on the field, my confidence level in Indiana winning a game like this, they're just not there yet. So I put this game at the bottom. I then put the Wisconsin game, which happens to be the next game for Indiana on the schedule. I put that at four. That game is at home. That game is in Bloomington. And we all know Wisconsin, while they're currently five and two, have they really been that impressive? Not to me. And that's why I put this game at four. Again, Wisconsin's a nice program. And I think Luke Fickle's having a decent year one there. And if Indiana shows up and plays extremely well at home, you never know. But again, Wisconsin's a winning team for a reason. I put that game at four because your final three games, if you're Indiana, this is where you have a chance to win some games. And this is a chance to build a little momentum. You have Illinois, Michigan State, and Purdue. I put, it's interesting, when I was doing my my show prep, I didn't realize this, but I actually ranked these games from least to most important based off of how they are on the schedule. I did not mean for that to happen, but that's just how it went. Illinois is going to be my third game, ranking from bottom to top. Illinois, they're a losing team as well. You do have to go on the road, and that's why I put that game here. You're on the road. Is Illinois the toughest place to play? No, not by any means. And this could be the turning point in the season if you're Indiana. If you can go on the road and win a Big Ten game like this, let's say somehow you're coming off a win against Wisconsin, right? Go on the road, beat a Big Ten team like Illinois, and that propels you into my second-ranked game in the last five games, the Michigan State game. It's at home. You're playing a program in Michigan State that we know has been a disaster. Um, They are the same record as you currently. They're probably going to be close to your same record when these two teams meet on November 18th. And I put this game here because you're at home, and it's the final home game of the season for Indiana football, and I think you have a really good chance to win that game. And that could be in the middle of a really good stretch for this Hoosiers team when you go on the road to take on Purdue. And I have that ranked as the most important game left on the schedule for Indiana. A, because it's Purdue. And we all want to beat Purdue. Everybody in Indiana, in Bloomington and around Bloomington that wears the red and white wants to beat Purdue. And what a great way to end the year this would be. What if Indiana can go on the road, take care of Purdue, who, again, is not a good team. The last three games of the season, ladies and gentlemen, you're playing losing teams. You're playing teams that are at the bottom of the conference. So Indiana has a chance. And this would be a really big explanation point to end the 2023 season. 
if you could beat Purdue on the road, maybe even string together a couple of wins in a row with Illinois, Michigan State, and then Purdue. That's why I put it at the top because I think Indiana can build some momentum and really end this 2023 campaign on the right track. And if everything goes right, you could get to a bowl game. Do I think that happens for Indiana? To be completely honest, no, I don't. I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it for Indiana football. But if we're just being real, I don't think that happens. But they have a chance. And that's why I rank it from bottom to top, most important to winnable, Penn State at the bottom, then Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan State, and then Purdue. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Coming up, we will talk some Indiana basketball. But again, do want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks uh, for me personally, uh, in the very short time here that I've started using it and checking it out, um, it is really fun. And I can't express enough how easy prize picks is to use. And you can literally get on there and within a minute or two, check out everything they have, make your picks, submit them, and walk away. And then once you get all your winnings, quick withdrawals easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. So when you get your winnings, you can go back and pick some more. And prize picks, all those things are what make it the number one daily fantasy sports app going on right now. So go check it out. Prize picks, here's my favorite part. Are you ready for this? They have a policy called the reboot policy. The reboot policy has your entries, and it makes them stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. That's right. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash college. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E. And use that code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, the daily fantasy sports made easy. Indiana basketball offered a top 2025 guard, top 15 player in the country, Joson Sannon. He is one of the best guards in the 2025 class. And not only did Indiana basketball offer him, he, on the same day, set an official visit to come check out Bloomington and this Indiana basketball program. It was just a couple of hours after uh, he got a an offer from Indiana that he decided to come and take a visit. Now, 
that visit is not scheduled until March, March 10th. Uh, but I think it's huge news, A, that Indiana gave him an offer, and B, that he decided, hey, I'm going to go check out Indiana and see what's going on. Right at the end of Big Ten play, right before you have the NCAA tournament, well, the Big Ten tournament and then the NCAA tournament. And when you watch this guy play, go look up his his highlights in AAU play. He's from Vermont, uh, one of the best players out of the state of Vermont. And his AAU highlights are really, really impressive. He's six foot five. He plays kind of the wing, uh, probably a two or three, I would say. Uh, when he gets to to college, wherever that may be. We hope it's Indiana, of course. But he has offers from Alabama, Arizona, Georgetown, Marquette, now Indiana, um, has official visits set up for Oklahoma State, Arizona, LSU, Kansas, and now Indiana. And here are some of the notes that I took when, when uh, looking at some of his films. Very athletic, all right? He's extremely lengthy on offense and on defense. Really, really good defender. And I think he could get better with some of his footwork and maybe on-ball defending. You don't see a ton of that in just the straight-up highlights. But his length in AAU ball has helped him kind of make up for some of that. And so until he gets to that point where – He's just a great on-ball defender. His length helps him get to the basketball. And when people try to get shots up on him, he can get to it, and it doesn't matter. So his defense sets him apart and had some really good highlights um, in the open floor, on the dribble drive, a pretty jump shot for a guy that's six foot five. I'm excited about this kid. And while he is 2025, there is a good feeling right now with people in the know that I'm talking with and hearing from that there's a good chance. It's not confirmed by any means, but there's a good chance that Sanon will reclassify to 2024. And if that's the case, that would be really, really big. And I think a lot of schools are recruiting him for 2024. And imagine if Indiana could add him to the already stacked class that they're trying to build. Add another guard? That'd be huge. It would be absolutely huge. And Sanon is a really, really good player. Athletic. He is really good off the dribble. Um, the, the highlights that I was watching, not a lot of misses, but when he did, he was there for his own putback. A couple of outlet passes and transition as well from him to his other teammates. So that's always great to see. Uh, I'm excited about this kid. I think he's going to get better. I mean, he's like extremely young, ladies and gentlemen. Like, think about it. He's a 2025 class, and he's thinking about reclassifying to 2024. This kid's going to get better. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. And like I mentioned, he's just going to get better. So, I'm excited. I'm glad Indiana offered him. I'm glad that he is coming to visit Indiana. I've seen some concern uh, from some of you Indiana fans that it's a little late for him to be coming, but that gives Indiana a good chance to be the final visit. Not saying it will be, but gives Indiana a chance to be the final visit and 
at the end of the year, we know the atmosphere is going to be great at Assembly Hall there in Bloomington. And at the end of Big Ten play, it could be a really big selling point for him if Indiana can put on a show, have a good environment, give him a good weekend, and you just never know. So I'm excited. Joson Sannon, um, he is offered by Indiana. He has set up a an official visit in March on March 10th. And we will keep a close eye on that here on Locked on Hoosiers as that recruiting process continues. Again, some big schools involved, uh, Alabama, Arizona, Marquette, Georgetown. He's got official visits set up to LSU as well. So we will keep up with that as we get closer. I mean, we're still looking at five months before he even steps foot on campus for an official visit. So go check out some of his highlights. He is ranked number 13 overall in the 2025 class. And there's a good feeling that he may reclassify to 2024. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you all. I appreciate you all making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Enjoy Indiana football this weekend. The exhibition for Indiana basketball on Sunday. We'll talk about all of that coming up next week as we get closer and closer to the start of Indiana basketball. Another exhibition next week. And then the start, the official start of basketball is right there. So be sure you follow me on Twitter at Goins to Jacob. That's the number two on Twitter. Follow the show at Locked on Hoosiers. Be sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. Comment down below your predictions for the football game, your excitement level for Indiana offering a big time 2025 commit. And we'll be back on Monday. Looking forward to it. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, Hoosier fans. And I'll talk to you later.